kept you waiting, huh? afternoon or indeed good bloody well evening and welcome to episode 122 of the uk's number one gaming podcast this is the crosscast and we are part of the cross players a team of mates dedicated to bringing you all of our educated opinions on the incredible games we play the consoles we love and the universe of news surrounding them all and to get things started on today's crosscast i'm going to introduce you to my two beautiful co-hosts and they are beautiful hi alex hi are you, are you okay what are you drinking i have my trusty Big yellow bottle of water. Ah, yes, okay, we all recognise that from that famous internet meme. Uh, Ethan, what are you <laughs> drinking? Hi, I'm, uh, I've got some water as well. you got water? Uh, oh, is that yeah. an Ikea classic glass as well? Yeah, the standard, yeah. The, uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, it is an Ikea glass. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. Practically indestructible, those things. I mean, yeah, you get them yeah. in different hues as well. Yeah. Hues. Uh, different hues, different colours. Um, we have got a jam-packed show for you all today, but before we begin, if you would like to support us, give this podcast a review on the service you're using. That'll go a long way uh, to helping us get more followers and more people to join our wonderful WhatsApp group, which if you haven't subscribed to, you can go to patreon.com slash the crossplayers and contribute as little as £2 to join that as well. Uh, keep an eye on the Patreon and on our alerts on our social medias over the next couple of weeks because we have got something special planned for later in the year uh, to hopefully have to push and bring more of you wonderful people to our Patreon. Uh, to get things started, Ethan, we had a Pokemon... What was it? A Pokemon Direct? What was the... Pokemon what... Presents, they call them now, don't they? Pokemon, Pokemon Presents. Pokemon Presents, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, okay. So do you, do you want to talk us a little bit about it as our resident Pokemon expert, mate? Certainly. Um, you you aptly named it a... Uh, what was it? Pokemon Muse. Pokemon, uh, some Pokemon quite... Muse. Some yeah, yeah. Muse, if you will. Exactly. Um, Terrible. I mean, I think the I think it was basically thirty five minute a 35-minute presentation. Um going over the world of Pokemon. Um, and I think the general consensus on it was that it was a bit shite. But I, I, For those I personally... that don't know what Pokemon are, can you just explain briefly what? Um, yeah, it's. <laughs> um, I think it originated in 1996 in the, uh, or 1995. Um, but basically, basically um, pocket monsters. So you, you, you're this little... A ten-year-old child, and you walk, run around and catch um, these little creatures of all different shapes and sizes, um, and then you fight with them um, and um, you trade them. And um, yep. yeah, it's it's really good. It's for kids as well. Yep, it really is as well. It's meant to be for kids, but we've all grown up with it, and uh, it seems to be rather popular. So hence the Pokemon presents. But anything jump out at you during that Pokemon presents of uh, um, interest? I think. They they basically they they do this in a lot of the Pokemon presents now where they touch on like every single thing going on in Pokemon. So they talked about <laughs> the new cartoon. I don't know if you saw that 
um because this was quite mainstream news but um ash the perpetual child that's been in the cartoon the whole time he's like retired now he finally won the world world uh championships which i would recommend watching that i i don't really watch i've not watched the cartoons but i went went and watched the final episode where he won and it was like a it was like um it was like a dragon ball fight with like oh, pikachu okay. and charizard it was quite cool i recommend going and watching that but yeah, they, he's fucked off now. So now we've got this new uh, cartoon coming, cool. based in the new, based on the new games, and it's got like new characters and stuff. So they showed a bit more of that. I think that's already starting in Japan, but they they showed like a trailer for the um for the dub for the Western Western release. So they showed that. There's another cartoon there as well that they're doing like a web series one, which looks quite interesting if you like watching the cartoons. Um, they showed like, um, Pokemon um heroes is it or pokemon masters ex the mobile game they showed new stuff for that a bunch of mobile game updates like uh, cafe remix and stuff they showed pokemon sleep as well which i have actually been uh i've actually been playing that i've been sleeping on so don't don't sleep on that one or do sleep on that one uh depending on which way you look at it so i've I've seen some of that kind of like obviously nate i think went to one of the press thing presses for it but what is the whole point of it? So basically, you're asleep and there's like a Tamagotchi kind of thing. What what's yeah, the it's, crap of it? it? It's it's fun. It's quite funny to be honest with you. I, I'd recommend trying it. But um, basically, it's it's like a sleep tracker. But um, you have a Snorlax in the middle of the in the middle of the screen, and you like feed you feed the Snorlax like curry and stuff, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then um, basically the the Snorlax kind of like um, grows and then. This obviously Snorlax being the dozy sod he is. When you go to bed at night, you 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 obviously well sleep. If you should be sleeping, um, but you you sleep and then um, it you based on like the quality of your sleep, you'll get like um a score and stuff. You know, like if you um like your Apple Watch or your Fitbit and stuff, and it gives yeah. you like a sleep score based on your heart rate. I'm guessing is what the Fitbit one does. Um, there you go. Yeah, that's what he looks like. That's what he looks like after a lot of curry. For for audio listeners, Dan's holding up a a nice little Snorlax. That looks particularly uh, comfortable. That little nice little portable fellow. Ash words. Wow. Um, so listen, listen. It's okay, old Max. Take, take the positive from it. At least, at least, at least. Snorlax is cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's basically a sleep tracker, and then you you have to put your phone next to your bed. Um, so half the time it didn't fucking record because I'm knocking, I'm knocking. <laughs> Again, you, you're given, this is going to be a YouTube, uh, a YouTube episode for sure. Cause you, you've given a lot of uh, visual delights in the past minute. Oh, uh, Dan's just doing? spilt coke all over himself. If you, uh, well, fat as well. if you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> Typically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no just, just waiting in the cutty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's basically a sleep tracker, and then you catch Pokemon and stuff like that. It's quite fun. It's quite fun. Yeah. You can, you can, you can get, get like a what is it? The Pokemon Go plus 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 or something? Yeah, Pokemon Go plus plus, and it's basically like a hockey puck thing. And I think you can use that with Pokemon Go as well. So I mean, just two pluses there, Alex. You dramatic prick. Yeah, although that is pretty bad naming. So the uh, I'd say the jest is warranted, wouldn't you? Plus plus, it's a pretty shit name. Yeah, it's not um, phone, though, is it? Yeah, I mean, you, they, they could have just called it Sleep Device, so I think that's about a better name. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that tracks your sleep, but it's 50 quid, so... And the thing is, as well, is this, I feel like this sleep tracking is not that accurate, because if you're out like a light, as Drake would say on a, on sicko mode, <laughs> then um, then 
it doesn't it thinks that you're not doing anything um because it's literally just going off sound it's quite funny as well because it, it it plays your um you know when you're looking at your sleep like it will record little you know those apps what record your sleep and it and then you can play back the sound yeah so like you can you can listen to yourself like at four o'clock in the mornings and audio recording and it's like i want to ride the pony something like that you speak to yourself <laughs> sleep. like a light uh, yeah yeah um or like something like Misaka Punta lo cuenta. Like you know, you, you know, you hear those stories about people <laughs> speaking a foreign language in the sleep. Um, butteros, butteros, butteros. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, my cat's fucking about in the night, so it thinks my sleep's quality shit because my my cat's fucking jumping all around the all around the place. Are you sure it's the cat? So it's like you yeah, just like exactly. So <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it is fun. Like I'd recommend trying it if you like Pokemon. And the main thing the main thing that I'm going to do is you can actually shiny hunt in it as well. We don't know what the odds oh. are. Okay. But for any shiny hunters, you want to catch shiny Pokemon, you sleep on well, your opportunity to do it. Um, I don't think they actually announced anything in particular about that in this presents, but they basically just touched on it because it's only just come out. So um, yeah, there was that, and then I think the main thing is the DLC got a date. The first DLC got a date, which is September thirteenth. Right. Um, and I tell you what, I've just missed this out as well. They actually announced some new Pokemon as well, which okay. is a big thing if you're a Pokemon fan. There was two new. They have these like paradox Pokemon in the new game, and they're basically like weird reimaginings of existing Pokemon. So, like one of them's called Scream Tail, which is basically just Jigglypuff with a fucking massive long mullet. Um, so they they announced two two new um, paradox Pokemon as well, which are both uh, questionable in design. I don't think they've gone down too well online. One of them was Raikou, the um, legendary from one of the legendary dogs from Gold and Silver and Crystal. Okay, and it's basically just Raikou with a fucking giraffe neck. Um, so it's it's yeah, I'm not a massive fan of the designs, but um, so that like this seems to be their like the paradox stuff is their version of like the metaverse or their version not the metaverse, <laughs> but their version of like how um, I, I hate multiverse. That you just said that, yeah, the multiverse. Like, yeah, I guess thank you. Way, yeah, 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 that kind of yeah, yeah. yeah it's not um, Zuck getting Zuck. Yeah, the Zuck. But, yeah, it's um, the their version of like the the multiverse, I suppose, and mixing things up and playing with yeah. dimensional. That's yeah, a good way change. of looking at it, I guess. Yeah, I think mm. the names of them are just terrible, though. Like they don't have actual Pokemon names; they're just called like Roaring Moon or like Fight It, like um, Sync. Yeah, um, and it's basically it's meant to be like the person who's researched them has given them like a like a silly little name or something like that. But it, I don't really like the names, but they, they are cool. It's a cool idea. So. There's that, and then there's new um, Paldean evolutions as well, which is Paldea is like the new region. Mm. So there's a new evolution of um, Applin, which is a Pokemon in the shape of an apple, and you can now evolve that into Diplin, which is a <laughs> which is a uh, candy. It looks like a candy apple, so that's really, really, really sweet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then there's another one. Uh, there's another one of oh, what the fuck is a Pokemon? Giraldon. Which is like a Pokemon that looks like a skyscraper building, um, kind of. I think. Do you that have might any notes? Are you just remembering this off the dome? Because if yeah, you this are, is off the dome. Yeah, yeah. Um, no I have the notes, but it's. I, I, I could easily quite. I could quite easily be making this all up anyway, and you'd be lapping it up like thirsty dogs. So. Yeah. Quite literally. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and then if you want something you can do oh, yeah. now, um, there's Pokemon, the trading card game, the Game Boy yeah. game. And Pokemon Stadium 2 for N64. They're both on the uh, Nintendo Switch Online now. You need the expansion pass if you want to play Pokemon Stadium 2. But you can play the 
uh, trading card game if you've just got the normal um the normal online Switch thing so online. yeah i've not actually played either of those games i i, I played the trading, trading card, card game games slightly but i've never actually fully got into it so yeah. i'm looking forward to playing both of them like still why they haven't brought out a different version of that because you can get you can do the trading card game where it's the actual game can't you because you get those digital um cards yeah the trading card game online yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I played it a couple of times and just like it is good it's really fun but it's quite overwhelming now in terms of like the rules and stuff whereas that trading card game is like the og version very yeah. very simple it's still the original 151 i think yeah, yeah. um well so... I, I have um a lot of friends i have a lot of friends i have a lot of friends uh, right. i have <laughs> okay, a lot of friends that, uh, and i can count them on on a on on two i, I need more than two hands put it that way really um, I but, friends yeah yeah um I don't even know what I was going to say. Yeah, so a lot of them play that Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! I was just thinking about all those friends. Um, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links um, uh, is like okay. a really popular mobile game. And then obviously we've got Marvel Snap as well. Like these card games are absolutely bussing on, on mobile. So Never had like to Pokemon, that. Yeah, bussing. neither have I. I thought it would be cool. But it's Great just word, fucking, yeah, yeah. yeah they didn't uh, work. No cap. Uh, yeah. um, bet, bet, safe. Yeah. Um, they need, so, so they need to do a new mobile game like that, really, don't they? And they get, if they like, actually reinvented the Pokemon mobile game, and mm. try to bring it a little bit more into a modern, uh, modern setting. I think that'd go down really well because mm. it's the perfect um, IP for it. But like the Gwent style of game, Marvel Snap style of game, but Pokemon would be incredible. Exactly. Good. Okay. Well, out of um, five Snorlaxes, what would you give the the event for you personally? I'd give it a three. I mean, it was what I expected. I think people were negative on it, but I w- I was happy with it because we got at the end of the day. If you get a new Pokemon revealed, that's that's like that's quite a big deal from in my opinion. Um, and also, like, I don't really know what people are expecting because we know we're getting the DLC, so we're not going to be getting a new game this year. We got two games last year, so um, I don't know if people were expecting like some sort of new game announcement. But if you're actually like into your into the, all the different Pokemon things like Pokemon Go and all these mobile games and the actual games as well, and it's it was quite a nice little. Uh, Nice little bountiful uh, harvest of information. I like it. So, um, moving on quite swiftly and uh, talking about our next news story. Uh, looks like Square Enix are struggling specifically because of Final Fantasy 16 sales. Um, whilst a month ago, and this is over on Forbes.com, Square Enix said that the Final Fantasy 16 sales were extremely strong, quote unquote, after selling 3 million copies of the PS5 exclusive in a week. That momentum appears to have trailed off significantly. Uh, as of Square Enix's latest earnings report, uh, whilst net sales increased, operating profit has now dropped 79% from 14.4 billion yen to 3 billion yen. Uh, for context, 3 billion yen is worth about, according to this, 16 million pounds. So it's a considerable drop um, in terms of operating profit. Um, with previously constricted sales of the console due to supply shortages, uh, even if a Final Fantasy's attach rate to PS5 itself is good, um, they cited slow adoption of the PS5, um, which isn't great. I think just kind of giving a bit more flavor and context to this, so I read a couple of things online where it basically summarized some of the, the, the struggles that Square Enix have had, especially in the stock market. So Square Enix continues, this is a, a today of the 10th of the 8th, uh, 2023 square enix continues to fall uh now for seven straight days in terms of stocks 
Um, it's now Square Enix's biggest drop in the last three years. And considering they've fired their CEO recently, um, nobody can recall any of the other big par- um, big parties uh, actually having some similar performance issues. Um, on here, it is now yeah, 78.5% drop year on year. And one person questioning Square Enix's continuous decision to lock games into a single platform yeah. rather than building healthy fan bases over time. So I was looking at a couple of the games, obviously, and thinking the likes of like Octopath, um, Final Fantasy 16. It does feel like they haven't learned from issues that they'd had years and years ago with the Tomb Raider series. I don't know if you remember when they brought out um, Tomb Raider just on Xbox, and it was a year before it then came out on everything else. And it was similar with that, where it just like, I think Fallout 4 came out at the same time, but basically it just ran them out of the water. But it seems really concerning. Mm. Yeah. No, it absolutely does. And I think you're right. It does feel a bit, it feels a bit like in this day and age, particularly in your, I mean, we're mid generation now. This isn't, this isn't the start of a generation. You're into the mid generation, but there's not as many of those. If you if you're going exclusive to this generation, I, th- I think you can't restrict yourself if you're a third party to one console. Like there's just not enough. I think before you probably could, and I was listening to something else. I can't remember what it was. And it was talking about like the top. Was it Capcom have something on their website that shows you like their? You can see basically the sales of every game that they have in MDCs, and um, it it just shows that the numbers of that games sell now compared to the numbers that they sold in the past is incredible. But if you're then restricting the potential that you can sell, which the more and more you're seeing now, then you're not going to meet the sales targets that your investors are expecting because investors now have expect more than they've probably ever expected. Mm. Um, mm. Expectations are huge and you wonder how much this has got, how much this is linked to Phil Spencer coming out on stage at the Final Fantasy Presents or whatever it was last week and saying, right, here comes Final Fantasy XIV's come to Xbox beta this year, coming full next year. We look yeah. forward to other Final Fantasy. Maybe they're finally realising they're right, we can't do this anymore. No matter so you, how much Sony throw at us, it's just not viable. You've got to totally think about that. And I think the part of the problem they've got is... Um, so just to put it into further context, so £76 million is what they made last year, operating profit. They've only made £16 million the last financial year. And a lot of that is down to the fact that Final Fantasy sixteen hasn't performed as well as it could. So by the CEO, Phil Spence comes out on stage, feels like a pretty big acknowledgement that the strategy hasn't worked and that they need to pivot and start bringing the Xbox do you, back into the fold. Do you mean the strategy of launching exclusively on PS5? Yes, and then yeah, other yeah. games as well. So, like, I think Octopath launched on one PS5 or two platforms. PS5 and Switch. Yeah, yeah. So it was very limited in terms of certain platforms and wasn't exposed to others. Whereas Seven Remake still only on yeah, yeah. PlayStation. Yeah. So obviously that strategy of bringing it out on one platform just doesn't work for Square Enix and the mo- and the cost that they're putting into their games. But I I, I, th- yeah. I feel like um, the expectation. Um, from the investors, like like you were saying, Alex, it's more than it's more than ever before. But then at the same time, like, what the fuck are you expecting? Because realistically, how many units did it sell? Three, three, three point three million. Is that, in its just... first week, was that? I think so. Like in a what, week, yeah. How many PS fives have been sold? I, I, I've just forty, had a look mi- 40 million. Yeah. So, yeah. so like, if you what's the, surely the attach rate on that is like nearly ten percent, like. Pretty good. That, that sounds, sounds really good. good to me. 
So um, yeah. I don't really know what what they what they like. I'd like to know what how many they actually expected to sell because well, it seems like it sold a lot. I, I also think as well you have to look at the other um, games that have launched and not just Final Fantasy. Um, maybe they've heaped too much onto Final Fantasy because of prior failures. I was saying before um, that Forspoken. I don't think yeah. that sold as well as they wanted it to. No. How long ago did that come out? Like eight months ago or something like if that. that. Yeah. So I think there's been uh, a litany of just recent errors. Yeah. yeah um, so I think I don't think it's as bad. It like when I initially read this story, I, I, it looked like a da, like a damning. It looked like it was um, sort of Final Fantasy was shouldering some of the blame, but hmm. I think that it's. Partially, they've heaped too much expectation onto this, and I think it's performed really well. But potentially, some of the other failures have meant that they've needed they've needed a fucking home run with this. And it was a home run, but um, I don't know. One of the one of the fans caught it in the stadium instead of it going fucking flying out of the ground. Do you know what I mean? Like it's still it's still it still seems like it's sold really well. Um, and then also with the thing about the um, Final Fantasy coming to Xbox in like the older games coming to Xbox. Um, You've got to look at the the road ahead and think like, I know it's kind of like a trite thing to say that the like JRPG games aren't as big on on the Xbox at this point because like there's a lot of different JRPG experiences on Xbox at this point, but um, they're building that audience on Xbox with these older releases. Mm. So can they release? Is this like an exclusive game? That's it, or they get do they have plans? They tamed it, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah so if they if they release it on Xbox, you've got that second release window and all those fans are getting those other game experiences while they're waiting for it. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom for Final Final Fantasy. Um but I did see a lot of marketing for it. I saw like murals on the walls, I saw mm. like there was a live action trailer when I went to cinema, like they did market the game pretty hard. Um so <clears> maybe that comes into it as well. But yeah. I, I don't yeah. know if and that's the other route you need to go down here though, because it's not it's not all about sales. It's like how much did they actually spend making it? Because yeah, yeah. that's going to your, your development costs here are going to be a huge impact in these numbers too, and mm-hmm. is it the fact they just spent too much developing it, and that's where they've where they've gone down? Not so much that sales expectations haven't met it, but the development costs spiraled out of control. Because I mean, mm. you play this you play this game, and it's it's huge, but maybe not huge in the right ways. Like some of the battles are like so overly engineered and not <coughs> overly produced, and you can see where they've spent money, but they almost spend too much money in some of those bits mm. because they're a bit too long and they're a bit too too much presentation. Whether they could have cut some of that back and saved a little bit of money, I know mm. that's not the vision and that's not how you should be making games thinking about it that way. But it could have as much to do with it in terms of how much they spent and how much they actually sold. I think realistically i'd be curious to know in terms of what game pass and xbox uh, pay for games on its platform because whatever it is it must be sizable enough for you know, multiple third parties to do that and bring that game out eventually onto game pass and realistically it's probably the case that final fantasy 16 will be on game pass in the next year or so mm-hmm. i think another important point to make like most of the cost of that game if it's the right phrase alex correct me or you know the other way around but it's been amortized by the fact it's not been hit by the inflation hikes that we've all seen. It's been produced, developed, packaged up months and months and years and years ago, you know, pretty much in terms of like going gold and all that kind of stuff. Most of that development yeah. will have finished um, quite a while ago. So it probably hasn't been hit 
as hard as some of the other games that are now being produced and and, and released, especially towards the back end of this year. I saw something recently about um, Starfield and the cost of development just going bump because of all the pay rises people have had to make and cost of living uh, yeah. crises that you've had uh, across the globe. But even the cost of marketing must have gone up ex- you know, exponentially compared to what it was. Mm. The point to make is shareholders don't care, but shareholders don't also know the key workings and strategic decisions from what happens with the CEO and what their their direction is or whether or not they're pissed off with Xbox and you know cut the nose off to spite the face. Like all they look at is okay, well we've got these games coming out. Here's the projections that Square Enix are giving in terms of the cost of what they've um, put into them. And then fundamentally then what they're hoping to get back from it in terms of unit price and unit uh, sold. That's it. Yep. So I think whilst they agree with you to some extent, I think the problem that shareholders have or will have whenever they're talking in uh, in the events and challenging the board of Square Enix, they're probably going, well, can we actually know now what your strategy is going to be for the next 12 months? Because Phil Spence has come out on stage and seems as if you guys have got a bit of plan here, but um, you guys yeah, you're just simultaneously lock in that game onto PS5, yeah. yeah. How is that How is that going to change? You know, mm. What are you going to do now to pivot and make sure that you can turn this company around? Because we don't really want to go from a, a dividend of 76 million quid and our portion of that, you know, every year down to 16 million quid because, as you both said, that's just completely unacceptable, you know, as a shareholder. We want our um, returns to go up. Otherwise, we'll do what we have done and sell our shares, which is tanking your company and makes it very, very easy for Microsoft probably to swoop in and buy Someone, it at yeah. some point. Or Sony, um, depending on whether or not Microsoft want any more from a regulator. Probably a set duck at the minute, that's the thing. If not already in conversations about it. It's probably one of those things that it's it's been long rumoured and touted and there's no smoke without fire, is there? The um the expenditure thing you were saying as well, Alex, about the cost of development. I'd be interested to know what other games, what other big releases they have in the they have um like what the irons in the fire they have going forward because that might play a factor into profit as well if they if they have other games in active development and like you were saying dan the prices of the price of the the cost of development is just skyrocketed as as everything else yeah um so maybe if they've got games in development at the moment um then that that plays into it as well but that'd be interesting like hopefully no games get like they go oh shit what there's not like they don't have a kind of reactionary moment of being like shit what do we do now do we can this game that's early in development because we're losing this money or what 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 do we do they've got their um it's about dragon quest hd2d remake isn't there i've got the full release schedule on square enix's website at the moment for the rest of 2023 and then tba so all of these games presumably are in active development or at least in some variation of it infinity strash that one uh which dragon quest the invention of die star ocean the second story r um which so sorry infinity strash dragon quest is on the 28th of the 9th then on the 2nd of November, Star Ocean, Dragon Quest Monsters, The Dark Prince on Switch is due out on the 1st of December, exclusive. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, PS5 exclusive, is due in uh, next winter, it says. Final Fantasy VII, uh, sorry, Final Fantasy XIV Dawn Trail, summer 2024. Dying Light 2, TBA. Final Fantasy Thirteen series, PC exclusive, or PC re-release, TBA. Final Fantasy fourteen online, um, for some reason, saying on there, Mac, PC, PS3, and PS4. Uh, Stormblood, Mac, PC, PS4. Project Hikari, working title, Oculus Rift and Vive. 
Um, that's exactly what they need to be doing as VR games. <laughs> uh, Bubble Bobble 4 Friends, the Baron is back, is PC and PS4, TBA. Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D Remake, no platform is announced yet, TBA. Uh, Dragon Quest Keshi Keshi, which is an um, Android and iOS game. Again, stupid. Dragon Quest Twelve, still in active development, TBA. Kingdom Hearts 4, TBA. Kingdom Hearts Missing Link, uh, another uh, mobile game, TBA. Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Android and iOS, TBA. Foam Stars, PS4 and PS5 exclusive. I think they actually dated that to do. The Ever Crisis one, yeah. Well, they haven't updated their website yet, yeah. Tricks. Um, but then they, they can the Just Cause mobile game as well. Um, I believe that was one of the things that came out of the um, press release recently. So difficult times, not really anything on there. Like 7 Rebirth could go either way, because like, the 7 Remake to me um, it got decent reviews, but I actually probably would have scored it a lot lower than that because the fetch quest in that game were just stupid, and it made me feel almost like maniacal at the end of having to do another like 20 fetch quests to be able to progress the story. I was like, it's ridiculous. Sexteen was like that as well. It was, yeah, it totally was. But again, this trope of just developing games that are stupidly big budget um, and then don't have anything new about them. Um, That's that, as if, that, fe- yeah. that fetch quest element as well. I heard you talking about it on the podcast when you were talking about, when you were talking about Final Fantasy 16 and like the the cinematic boss battles versus the yeah. mundane like monotony of like these fetch quests and that that kind of hints at like a misman misuse of budget as well because yeah. if, you, if you if you've got like yeah, great point. a fucking if you've got like an incredible like i heard about the opening sequence of the games apparently like really like amazing but then if you've got these padding elements then that kind of means you've either not invested enough time into it or like you get what i mean like it's it's not it's the literally game like that, that it sounds like that. it's like a mountainous game, game rather than mm. being like a consistent high. It's it has highs and and it has highs and lows. So it'd be amazing um, to see the yeah. cost of the games, wouldn't it? And actually see, I suppose almost like a balance sheet of all the things that are spent marketing, development, yeah. and then compare it to some of the big budget titles. Because I guarantee you look at some Nintendo games, the budgets will be huge, they'll be massive, but they'll probably be like half, I would guess, of something like Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, just because of the graphic fidelity and all the other things that go into it, but because there's so much attention given to the right things and time spent on the right things uh, with a Nintendo game is a good example. Mm. Um, it's just surely, mismanagement. Surely there must be some data to like they must they must say to investors like look that it's worth doing a PS5 exclusive because like or PS5 are they footing the they they they're giving Don't a nice little chunk of change for yeah. that and then maybe footing the bill of some of the marketing given that yeah. it's very PlayStation centric. Yeah, like, definitely will be. Um, there's got to be because they they they've done it so much. They do so many exclusive games that like they they have to. I mean, it's clearly might not be working for them, so maybe it's time to change. But like, I would have thought that the idea of launching 16 as a PS5 exclusive and then having it come to Xbox at a later date with the older games on Game Pass, I thought I would have thought that would be a good idea. Um, yeah, but I I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's it's very strange. But really, really horrible story too. When you think about it, it'll be an interesting few months because mm. they're not in a great position. And as you say, if if people have been looking to pick them up, then it's the prime time to do it. As that share price keeps falling. Yeah, and you, the current CEO as well. Bear in mind, like the last one was the guy that started pushing NFTs into the games, uh, and he was the CEO for ten mm. years. 
So, like, if, if you just haven't got a good person sailing a ship and they've got a very defined view of what they think is successful and that isn't putting something, a game, on Game Pass because maybe they value their IP too much, which they shouldn't do because Final Fantasy 16, Final Fantasy in general has been going down the pan for, you know, the last couple of releases. Um, so the fact that they're doing that and they're wasting probably the money that they're getting from their, um, um, from 14 and the, the online aspects, it's just... It's just disappointing, but hopefully uh, the new CEO has righted that wrong, and certainly bringing Big Phil out will help. Um, one one new story that I'm curious to now move on to, and I don't know whether or not it's going to be any more positive, but GameRant.com, Red Dead Redemption is finally making a comeback, but there's a huge catch. Uh, Rockstar Games confirms that the original Red Dead Redemption is finally making a comeback. However... Uh, it's coming to Nintendo Switch and PS4 on August 17th, but it's not a remaster and it doesn't have any new content. Uh, the game will not have a native PS5 release or an Xbox version, and there is still no PC version, leaving fans waiting and wanting for years. The re-release will not likely include uh, will sorry will likely not include the original game's online multiplayer feature, which may disappoint fans that enjoyed it. So the news story continues. Um, Rumours have been swirling for quite some time now that Rockstar was preparing to release a Red Dead Redemption remaster or even a full-blown remake of the 2010 classic. Fucking hell, 2010 came out. But it seems that those rumours were only partly true. Based on what's been shown so far, the new version of Red Dead Redemption is not really a remaster. It's more of a slightly enhanced port that brings the open-world west into some modern platforms. But what makes some fans really scratch their heads is how this new version of Red Dead is skipping completely over major platforms and is going to retail for a whopping 49 $99, despite the game being over a decade old and not bringing any new, t- <laughs> new new content to the table. Fans may also be confused about Rockstar's release plans for Red Dead. Uh, August 17th is the day that the PS4 and Switch gamers can pick up Red Dead digitally with a physical release then to follow on October 13th. We'll get to that. That process at the moment fucks me off, that you have to buy or you, you know you can only get digital on certain days early, and then you can get the physical further down the line. I think that's insidious as fuck. Metro anyway. Prime was bad for that, wasn't it? Awful. It's set, it's September. Awful. Is it still September? Or is, well, it, or is that out? I don't know if it's been pushed back, but um, there will be no native PS5 release of the game, though it will still be playable on Sony's latest console, thanks to backwards compatibility. Uh, there will also be no Xbox version of the game, though the original Xbox 360 version, which is pretty much the same fucking game, uh, is still playable on most modern Xbox consoles. Most disappointing of all, Red Dead is still not coming to PC with this re-release. Fans have been asking for a PC version of the game for years, but it seems that they will have to keep waiting on that front. What do you think, Alex? Well, I've already got it. It even this says Rockstar, Rockstar, present, Rockstar Games presents Red Dead Redemption. Like, it is the same game. Uh, yeah. It plays on an Xbox 360, it plays on an Xbox One, it plays on an Xbox Series X. And it plays with um, FPS boost on the Xbox Series X. So, like, yeah, yeah. that's just bizarre. This, this is one of the most bizarre decisions and the most ca- one of the most insidious cash grabs I think I've ever seen. Well, it's like the Grand Theft Auto remaster, you know, that they brought mm-hmm. out recently, the um, the trilogy. Again, just it's not like they're strapped for cash you know mm-hmm. clearly again very very similar parallels here it's square enix you know apart from the fact that the square enix seem to be in the doldrums but they're making a shitload of money on grand grand theft auto online and then they're making terrible decisions with that legacy's ip um and red dead's just the same they've just released well not just but a couple of years ago red dead redemption 2 it's a gorgeous game so much time and attention gone into it 
quite a lot of probably the devs that worked on the original Red Dead, and then they've got the audacity to release a, a $50 version, which is basically the same game that came out, you know, in, what was it, 13 years ago. Absolutely abhorrent. I I, I think um, we were saying about marketing on the Square Enix thing. We talked about that a bit, and I feel like the marketing of this, the way this was framed um could be could be different uh, there's a lot of confusion around it as well because i think something leaked on the website prior to it being announced <laughs> and like i i for one I, I i said in the group chat i was like um i thought it was like a the last of us part one type type yeah, remake yeah. Of, of of the first red red dead game so then when i saw this announced i was like well and then you see that splash screen with the PS4 logo and the Switch. I'm like, what the fucking year is it? <laughs> and then um, because it, because the, the argument for it on PS5 is well, you can just play the PS4 version of PS5 and that's fine. But like, why wouldn't wouldn't you should just have the PlayStation logo on the splash screen then, not not PS4? I was like, what like what, yeah, what am I looking I at? Um, no, I, then, I completely agree. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I, I just could, think like I feel bad for the developer that's ported it. Uh, like they're getting a bit of. A, I don't think, other than I don't know, other than to get cash, I don't see this as. And I know some of the guys in the WhatsApp are like, "Oh, I can't wait to play this in a Switch." I'm like, "Why? Yeah, like, genuinely, why? Like, why would you want to play a what thirteen year old game on? Well, let's get into Switch, that then. like because that's. I think you and I are probably in the same boat and the best people to rant about this. So let's let's go for it. But the novelty of that is completely worn off on me now. Like yeah. now, I've got a Steam Deck, and I think I said this in the chat. Like and I can play any pretty much apart from Red Dead. Uh, like pretty much every older game is accessible through that. Whether it's emulation or whether it's available on the Steam Store for buttons, whatever it might be, you can go and play with that Steam Deck if you want to and play those games. To see like Red Dead getting released on a Switch and people getting excited by that, like they're part of the problem. Like stop being excited by things that have been released for like thirteen years and you could have played yeah. it if you really fucking wanted to. And also, stop getting excited by something where there's a better version of that game out. Like it's like getting excited by Breath of the Wild coming out on the PS4. It, you, yeah. Like why? Like if Tears of the Kingdom came out on the PS4, you'd be like, all right, great. But Breath of the Wild, like no, do not get excited by that. Don't give them your money because they're making no. it worse. It's the same with the but is it the Arkham trilogy? Yeah. So is it the exactly Arkham the trilogy yeah. that's coming? It's the exact same thing. I'm like, if you really want to play these things, like get a Steam Deck, and I don't mean. Bit more, and I've been playing. We've not got to um, pick up and play yet, but I've been playing my Switch again. And the loading times in the Switch are fucking horrendous, right? Horrendous. Like so, so like the the next Nintendo must have an SSD. Like it needs to have an SSD because I can't, I can't cope. Like I genuinely can't cope. Um. So why you'd want to join us? Yeah. Sorry, Alex. Go on mid flow. Why you'd want to play this game on Switch? I've got no bloody clue. Genuinely. So. We're still on Red Dead, so we're just talking here about, I, I've said to me now the novelty of these re-releases on Switch, especially with the Switch tax and like the you know, 50 quid like label, I'm just completely past it. Like if it's a Nintendo IP, I can kind of, I can get with that a little bit because I like it. I like, I like the fact that you can buy a, a physical version of like the um, the Mario games, you know, that came out actually. And I do like the fact that you get Metro Prime remastered, but that was an actual remaster. What we don't appreciate, or why I certainly don't appreciate, putting words into Alex's mouth, is the fact that people are getting excited to play Red Dead on a Switch um, when there's a, a 13 year old version of that game available on most of the modern consoles. And I like it. I don't, to... I don't even think the physical version will be on the cartridge anyway, because yeah. the 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 um, it, it'll be the disc for PS4, but 
for the or if they even do a physical PS4 release, but for for the Switch, the uh, GTA trilogy had that fuck off download text on the front of the box. Um, and I, I'm guessing this is probably going to be the same anyway. It shouldn't yeah. be because you should be able to get that game easily on that car- on a Switch cartridge. But yeah. like, um, yeah, it's just. I mean, if it was twenty, if it was twenty five quid, then I wouldn't mind. But fifty quid, it's it's a hard pill to swallow, I isn't it? Really? I the part I find really annoying is okay. Set the scene. It's Christmas, like in two weeks' time, and the mum is out doing the shopping, and she's got a, I don't know, like a twelve year old or something that she wants to buy a, a game for. She walks into Mike Ashley's pawn shop and walks to the counter. She gets offered a slushy. She says, no, you know what? I'm okay. I don't want any Lego. It's fine. And then goes to the counter and says, I want to get the new Switch game for my son. And they go, well, this is game Red Dead Redemption. It's 45 quid, whatever it might be. Um, She doesn't know that the the game is not on the the cart. She doesn't have a clue about the fact that there's a Red Dead Redemption 2 that came out three, four years. She knows nothing of this. And she gets that upsold to her. So that she has to then take that game back to the poor kid that's going to open that on Christmas Day. One, she's a bad parent. She doesn't get kids, but that's her parenting. Um, Mavis needs to just 18 improve. rating as well. 18 rating, but, you know, Dodgy. I can say three, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, she's like, you know what? She's got TikTok. It's fine. Um, I've yeah. seen this browsing history. Um, so, <laughs> But like, you get my point. It's just It just feels silly. It just feels like we're, we're stuck in a little bit of a, a time loop at the moment where we're just constantly churning out games now towards the end of this life cycle with the Switch specifically. Um, and then people like Rockstar are just taking full advantage of it. And instead of like all of us going, all right, well, early adopters, let's not bother buying this game. Let's kind of make a bit of a point on it online, which I think has been a bit of a fray and people have kicked off and people are still getting excited by it. And I'm just like, oh, just disappoints me a little bit. Mm. But it is what it, it is. It is what it is, yeah. It is what it is. I hate that phrase. Um, okay, so next we're going to talk about a little fun news story that popped onto the uh, popped onto the notes. Sony patents smellovision style video game aroma system. GameRant.com. Uh, Sony has filed a patent for a new video game feature that could simulate in-game odors. Uh, previous attempts to incorporate smell into gaming has been niche, drawing comparisons to scratch and sniff cards and fairground cinema experiments. This new pattern describes a system that would use detachable cartridges to emit fragrances synchronized with certain lights and sounds in a video game, uh, um, though technical challenges remain. And apparently this pattern is thanks to the DualSense controller's haptic feedback and the console's 3D audio support. Um, It's to add into the immersion of games. These features allow players to feel different in-game sensations. They don't, they're just fucking better you know when it comes to making vibrations and mm-hmm. 3d audio is great but it's fucking 3d audio it's nothing new it's been around for a long time in terms of surround sound We're just doing that now digitally and virtually uh now sony is looking to bring the ever elusive scent of smell to its homegrown gaming experiences with a newly filed patent this patent describes a system that could provide players with a fragrance during certain game moments with detachable accessory well <laughs> They they just saw the the special edition Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Xbox controllers and says we need a bit of this, didn't they? That's it. That's exactly Quite literally right. says thinking, that. Yeah. Quite literally says that, and it's a, it mentioned that in the article. Um, <laughs> I, I really is... want one of those so bad. I entered. I, I, I looked at every every um, like giveaway and just entered every single giveaway, but uh, maybe that was that, that they look so good. I mean, look realistically, this is probably never going to see the light of day. In it. No. I mean, it, it, if it does, I will eat my controller. Um, whatever. It sounds I need. more like an, a sort, the sort of thing Nintendo would do, isn't it? Not, not, um, 
in that thing. I think the thing the thing with something like this is for me is it's like you've got to because there's been stuff like this before. I can't remember what it's called, but there was like a scent thing for the computer in like the late nineties, yeah, like early two thousands. Yeah, 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 and like you have to have a vial of about 50 different bottles of phrases, like one for shit, one for like candy <laughs> floss, one for, you know what I mean? And you've got to like, you've got to put you, put you vial in every time. I think people think about the idea of smell-o-vision and then they're just watching the telly and it's just coming through, but you have to have all those fragrances <laughs> in hand. So it's just not going to work <laughs> because if you imagine, if you imagine, if you had your, um, you, your, your, your fucking, decanter full of like yeah. the vomit fragrance because you've been playing a lot of like a, a vomit game or something and then you just accidentally knock it over and it just smashes all over your room and your whole room just smells like the artificial <sighs> smell of shit or something yeah, but yeah. I've seen you don't have children <laughs> <laughs> you, you come through and they've just downed a fucking 500 milliliter yeah. bottle of pizza fragrance or something well, honestly, and the stinks a stick because they've vomited all over the floor and then they've shat all over yeah. somewhere else it's like you love it smell of vision yeah. it's fine yeah Jesse was like running around the house like Link with the fucking um, fragrant candle the other day just throwing it and then it was <laughs> smashing everywhere so like you know what that'd be like with a vial of shit I don't know yes. look, yeah, I mean yeah. it's, it, look a patent's one thing whether or not they see the light of day I really doubt it you know if they can't get 3D televisions to work um, effectively and commercially I doubt they'll be able to get smell vision to work but mm, I mean hypothetically what, what we're talking like the, the smell of snake sweat as he goes through a swamp in in Snake Eater, you know, maybe something like that. You know, maybe they like the apples in Tears of the Kingdom because they do look quite tasty. So a nice little smell of apple there. What are we thinking? What's our uh, what's our go-to in terms of smell in a game? Mm. What, what do we want to smell? Um, popcorn. Well, I feel like it's, yeah. It's oh, popcorn. The cinema, the cinema mm. experience. What about Subway? You know, Subway, smash that smell outside. Calm down, Jared. And you walk past the subway and you can just smell the... Uh... <laughs> And you can smell the, uh, the the freshly baked bread. Yeah, <laughs> there, used to, there used to be an Italian restaurant that I walked past every night on the way back from work, and that smell absolutely divine. Mama, I always used to say "Mamma Mia" when I walked past. Mamma Mia, I didn't oh, actually do that. like it. Um, yeah, I did. Okay, shall we move on to pick up a play? Let's. Let's. A duster. A what? A duster. A duster for what, Alex? For my Switch. Oh my god. (laughs) Like genuinely. Like my Switch has been switched on for the first time since March. Um, So I picked up Beat Mean. Beat Mean 4. Beat Mean 4. And Ben's recommendation and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Surprise, surprise. Um, I've probably played about 12 hours of it since Friday. I mean, my Switch is like, it doesn't know what's going on. Like uh, it's when somebody loved me, everything <laughs> wasn't beautiful. So yes, I have I have been reintroduced to my switch, and as as I probably gave away earlier, I have some frustrations with the switch. I definitely have some frustrations with it, particularly the loading times. Um, it is a potato yeah. now; like it, yeah. it needs a bit of a boost, doesn't it? Bless it. So, so that that's that's really been it. I don't have too much to say about Pikmin as Pikmin. If people know what Pikmin, it, 
genuinely is a little strategy game where you've got little peak mean and you need to tell them to do things and fight things and gather things and solve wee puzzles and how to get things. It's fun. Quite enjoying it. Played a Pikmin game before. No, this is my first, so it's probably I'm probably not doing the best at it because I'm still kind of working out what to do. But I Mm. like my wee dog. We Ochi's quite cool. Um, Yeah. And then I am I'm having a having a nice time with it. That's what's your favorite Pikmin type? I've only got four just now. I think five. (laughs) I like I like the glow ones when you're doing those kind of. Oh, yeah. Nighttime, well, like yeah, quite tower cool. defense thing, yeah. yeah, like a racially motivated questionnaire. I was like, no. hold on, <laughs> I don't know this game well enough to answer that. And the blue ones yeah. are the blue ones are useful. I like the blue ones. Mm. Um, blue ones, okay. I have no idea what any of these things are. Yeah. I always find it frustrating when you want to just walk into the water with the um, with the blue ones, and, and then like, the other ones start trying to follow you, and yeah. then you're like, no, fucking stay there because you're going to drown. Yes. All right, get back on the dock. That thing where you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's good because you can, yeah. They hop on the dog and they, the dog they do. Yeah. And the only other thing I picked up is some new Lego. So I have some More nice Lego? new Lego on my wall. Um, it's not there yet. You can see it just behind me. The frames constructed. Okay. Um, okay. So it's a Spider-Man 3D. 3D. It's like a 3D canvas of like a Spider-Man picture. It's quite cool. Nice. Okay. So I haven't seen that until you posted that in the chat. And Same, it looks yeah. really, really cool. I guess I'm, bet- I'm betting that'll be a fun one to build as well. Yeah, as it's, it's a wee bit different because you need to build the actual framing and it's like almost like you build all the individual squares to put it together. It's quite cool. So just for anyone listening, if you want to join that WhatsApp, it's patreon.com slash the crossplayers, two quid, and then you get entry into the WhatsApp. We've got a bit of a weird thing going at the moment where... We're taking pictures of our feet whenever we 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 get a package and we say what's in the box and it's people's feet. Mm. Alex refused I to do it. That. I hate that. I'm not, I'm not taking like pictures of my feet. Absolutely I don't not. Take it like it, but it's clearly a couple of people in there with a kink that want us to do it, so we're just entertaining them. But they pay us money, so you know. <laughs> if you want to see feet, maybe that'll get more subs. <laughs> I don't know. Fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's Pikmin Four and Lego. Thank you, Alex. Picked up and played. I, like I know. Short and sweet. Done well this week. Ethan. Ethan, Ethan, I, Ethan. What have you picked up, mate? I haven't got any recent pickups, but I guess I mean I did get Pikmin Four as well. I got it on release, so I guess that was quite a bit of a while ago now, wasn't it? Um, it's a while ago now, but yeah, it's only a few weeks. I'm, I, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that then. I'm enjoy, I'm enjoying it um, as well. I th- I th- I've only played I've played Pikmin Three. I played Hey Pikmin. The the uh, less said about that, the better. Shite. What was that mobile uh, game? It was the D the three DS one. Oh, it had no three yes, D feature at all. Um, it's just like a side-scrolling one, but yeah, it's good, isn't it? I'm enjoying it. Um, I've I've not actually played that much of it. I want to, I'm looking to get back into it. Might play some of that tomorrow. I'm off work tomorrow, so might play some of that. Um, and then played. I went to a Mario Kart um little competition last night in um NQ64, the arcade. You you'll probably have one near you. There's quite a lot of them now, isn't there? All there over Okay. Yeah. It's fun in Glasgow now. Um, oh shit! Yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan was supposed to be coming, but um, he had uh, other more important things to to deal with than their children, which questionable excuse, oh. but um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, it was on it was on Double Dash, but it ended up being a time trial thing. So I've 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 I did Double Dash is like the weirdest one for it to be on as well because it's the one that kind of controls the most differently of any of the Mario Karts. So if you're just kind of like someone who's vaguely familiar with Mario Kart, it feels alien because the, the way that they're drifting is it just feels different. It took me a while to get used to it, to be honest, because um, after playing, after being so used to Mario Kart 8, mm. um, 
but I ended up coming third, which it was a bit pathetic to be honest. The, the guy, the guy that was oh, the five four. <laughs> no, there's more than five people. There's more than five people. Um, the guy, the guy that, the guy that won it, uh, easily did beat me. So I can't, can't really say anything about that. But he was the guy that won last time. He's kind of like the gamer, the the wizard. If you he's the, that he's the one. He is yeah, that yeah, guy. The chosen one. Yeah, um, I'm him. He said loudly as he as he uh, as he dropped the dropped the uh, the GameCube controller. I, I I did I did technically come second, which not going to uh, say much. She she took into consideration the the lady that was running it. She took into consideration the best lap, your best individual lap time out of the three laps that you did, rather than your overall time trial um, time. So I came second on the time trial time, mm. but on the th- on the three individual laps, I guess one the guy who came third did better than me. But if I'd have known that, I would have used both mushrooms in one in one uh, in one lap. Yeah, of course you would have. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not bitter about it, as you can tell, but um, I did get this T-shirt as well. So hey, oh nice, that's a good yeah, T-shirt. It's like, it's like an obey thing. It's got yeah yeah it's i like it on the back as well it's very cool ripped off a de- ripped off a style we should rip that off yeah good okay um so i'm going to talk about a game that i think is probably in contention for game of the year so i'm just going to quickly bring up some uh... i'm looking forward to hearing about this i'm excited to talk about it because usually i I'm, i butcher talking about games that i really enjoy but but I don't think I'm going to do that with this one because it's get quite down. easy to get over the line. Uh, so review roundup for Baldur's Gate 3 at the moment. So we got covered 4.5 stars. Um, if you love turn-based games, this is the one for you. If you love fancy, it's for you. If you're even remotely curious about either of those genres, Baldur's Gate 3 is for you. Hell, even if you aren't interested in those things, do yourself a favor and pick it up. It'll be worth it just to see a masterpiece in action. My footnote for that. This is the Elden Ring of of games in terms of like that kind of action um, turn based genre where it, it really doesn't matter whether you're into those areas or those genres. Play this game because it is just good enough for anyone. Um, ZTGD uh, said the freedom that players will have in Baldur's Gate Three is something that doesn't come along very often. He said and remarked that I adore this world and everything the team has created here. He concludes by saying, I can't help but compare it to a great session of Dungeons and Dragons with your friends. I'll comment on that. Uh, it's something that, when done correctly, will stay with you long after you've finished the play session. Tech Radar Gaming, um, if it turns out that Baldur's Gate 3's final twist is that it ends as a car racer, with you driving through the streets of the titular city itself like a modern-day Carmageddon, then I'm sorry I've steered you wrong. Otherwise, for most players, this is one of the best RPGs ever made, and I stand by the score it's received. Um, so at the moment, sat on 97 on Metacritic, which is one above Tears of the Kingdom. Um, this is an absolute masterpiece. I played maybe five to six hours of it, and I would never, I would never score any other game based on five to six hours other than something like The Witcher Three. And that was the people don't know my history with The Witcher Three. Um, I that was the game that got me back into gaming years and years ago, and I picked that up as part of the PS4. I originally wanted Bloodborne, bought that because it just come out, heard really good reviews about it, hated it, traded it in, and The Witcher 3 was there, so I was like, I'll pick that up, that looks okay. Completely fell in love with The Witcher 3, but the thing that hits you immediately in that is the writing, and the craft of the writing in it. Baldur's Gate 3, the quality just oozes, not just out of the 
the storyline itself because larian games the way that they've, they've crafted that is beautiful and very very interesting um but the quality of the writing and the dialogue options that you can choose the game genuinely twists to what you select and it's not it's something very um reminiscent of my experience with like dragon age and probably other people's of mass effect uh, where the selections that you make genuinely feel like they have weight and purpose then adding the element of it being turn-based and all i can compare it and sorry to anyone that loves three houses but this to me is like what three houses should have been as a game where it's got all the right elements of um being able to tap up your companions and like have sex time and do all that kind of stuff and uh, it's got the compatibility and the the way that you can build your characters just is it's so vast and there's so many different options to explore. I went back to that character creation screen four or five times. I haven't done that since SmackDown 2 came out, <laughs> um, where I've been like, I just want to make sure I nail this before I jump into a game. And that was just on the penis, wasn't it? Literally was just on the <laughs> penis at one point. Honestly, I was like, what? hold on, do I want him to be that arrogant that he's walking around with an absolute slong between his neck? Or do I, do I want that person? Or do I want to play as a female character because you know, maybe I want to take that element out of the game? Like, It's just so many vast options into it now not my personal experience but was listening to uh, jesse gomez talk about it on the ign uk podcast uh and there's like a, a dark passenger you know from dexter they called it something different in this but there's a character option where you can basically pick uh that you've got a voice inside your head that just wants to take the most brutal option in every single character uh character conversation and it ended up like he's just killing all of the um, people that you should be making party members with and it's like not ruining his playthrough but it's just making it completely different but the game's supportive of that as well the the differences and the fact that then you underlay it all with the D D kind of uh, dna of like dice rolls and the complexity behind it i'm completely enamored with that part too similar to i was i never loved uh card-based games until i played gwen you know a couple of years ago or until i played something like um hearthstone and it completely changed that genre for me that was like right i'm into card games now like this is it's not not just genre defining but it feels like generation defining it's the first game i've generally felt like that aside from elden ring and maybe breath of the wild um since the witcher 3 and i would put it quite comfortably into my top three where it lands i've no idea yet because like i said i'm five years uh, five hours in um but even at this very very low point um it's the excitement to go and play it and i'm i hate sitting here and playing games other than rocket league like i genuinely despise like watching um watching this screen in this little room in a sweaty little conservatory and playing a game my pc is screeching its little head off playing baldur's gate 3 on the best settings and i am fucking adoring being in here sweating my bollocks off and then carrying it on with the steam deck and taking it on my commute with me have, um, you, have you got it installed on steam deck yes so you bought it on Steam? Yes. So you got that cloud cloud yes. save. So how's it run? Out? How's it fair on Steam Deck? Uh, other than Alex criticized loading times before for the Switch, but I'd say loading times the only negative. But apart from that, yeah. fine. Looks that's, good. That's as well. what I'm planning on doing. I'm, yeah. I'm planning again on the Steam Deck, but I think um, it was just the file size that, that that terrified me. To be honest, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Especially my shit internet. I'll probably Baldur's Gate Four will be out by the time I've downloaded it. <laughs> I, I have like literally dropped most of the games off this, but it's interesting yeah. you mentioned next Baldur's Gate. But the fact that this is, I think, 20 years departed from Baldur's Gate Two, which was Obsidian, um, mm. and Obsidian's track record with creating games and crafting games that have got like a level of detail to them. 
I think it's quite telling. What was their last game? The space one. Outer Worlds. Outer like a shit New Vegas. And then this Larian have come along and gone, you know what, we'll be inspired by your level of detail, but we'll, we're going to amp that up by 10. Um, it, it just, I can't sing its praises enough. And all I want... All I want for people to do is create a WhatsApp group so I can talk about this game more and more with people that are playing it. So co-op as well, isn't it? You can play co-op in it as well. Yeah. So it's it is great. The the actual bat. I'd say the only thing that I'm neg- a little bit negative on, like the battle parts, um, that can I can be a little bit hit and miss on them. Like it's really fun, but that kind of um, um, turn based thing i'm not i'm not as keen on it as it used to be i prefer it like a jp jrpg rapper like persona 5 but i still it's a really small niggle and i think anybody who loves like tactical based elements and, and games will absolutely adore this but yeah so it's tell, tell us about your character what what what's your who's well your character i've called him Zidane. Your, sort of... i've gone for a so there's sub genres and sub i might have to bring it up um but it's that you can pick almost like subclasses as well so I'm, I'm a high elf i'm a rogue uh what else have i got so i've, I'm, I've put quite a lot into and now that. tell us about your um character in Baldur's gate 3 uh tiny penis <laughs> uh yeah. you know what i'm gonna get it up i'm gonna talk about it because it's gonna get a tiny penis i've been i've been because i don't really know anything about any of the character character things but i've, I've been listening to um on my way to work, I've got the audio book for uh, the two towers. Yeah, and I was listening to the ent, the ent bit, <laughs> and they were talking about ents, and I was like, "These ents are actually fucking sick." You know, <laughs> and I've never really thought about ents before ents that man. much. And I was thinking in Baldur's Gate three, I want to kind of be like a little like man with the trees, like wood elf type type situation. So that's that's something I'll be able to explore. Do you reckon? Oh god, yeah, hundred percent. Like, I don't think you can become an ent as such, but you can definitely. I mean the. The choices that you get in this, but Cyberpunk for me is probably the one character creation screen I'm thinking of the most. And other than having to drag that stupid little circle around to make it make changes on the screen, I actually thought it was really clever and adept, and I thought it was quite progressive the things that you could do in this. Like I'm, mm. I'm all for like, being um, inclusive in character creation. This, this is more than that. This is like quite literally you could be as inclusive <laughs> if you want to, but then also at the same point you can almost like bend every single genre and every single class that you're picking as well um similar to like elden ring where you're putting quite a lot in there but then there's still almost like a let's i'm trying to think of the way to phrase it there's almost like um there's like a predisposition to every character that if you do pick it you're going to be limited in the way that you play it if that makes sense so if you pick like a warrior class you can put points into other areas but really you're going to have to progress that game as a warrior this mm. feels like completely different. I can boot it up now. And this game's fifty pounds or sixty pounds? Uh, fifty. But you can get it for uh, I think forty. I got it forty six. I got a couple of quid off mm. it. Uh, so it's it's this or Red Dead Redemption on Switch, <laughs> and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be isn't it? Yeah, it really puts that into perspective, though, doesn't it? When like you've got a game from like years, literally years ago, and I'm sure there's a lot of work been put into the port, but you've got a real seemingly triple A like modern current gen experience, next gen experience, I guess. It's just and exciting. Then, it's an port, exciting experience. Yeah. It's similar. Like, We've been. I haven't mentioned this because I'll probably mention it on the VR pod that I'll get dragged onto at some point. But I picked up the VR two, 
um, which is an incredible piece of kit and I absolutely love it. And I was playing uh, Mastanoid for the first time. And Sophie and I were just passing the headset to each other going like, this feels like when Beat Saber and we first played that and like the, why is this not fucking working? Does Soph play a lot of games? No, not at all. So it was it more of a novelty thing? Yeah. Ju- well, or not, justifying the purchase? Part, to... um, partly, but then it was almost like I went, this experience is something I know she's going to appreciate. And yeah. it, to me, it's not necessarily just a novelty, but it's something different. It feel it gave me energy to actually play it. And I was thinking about it when I was in work and I wanted to play more of it. Like when you get a game like that, ultimately that's all we want from a game, isn't it? You spend 50 quid, you want that feeling. You want that yeah. feeling from when you were younger. I'm racing home after school to go and complete the third disc of Final Fantasy IX so we can get on to the final boss and figure all of it out because it's it's that feeling that well, personally I'm chasing. Um, I'm getting that with... I've got it with Tears of the Kingdom, still have it. I've not finished Tears of the Kingdom yet. I've got it with Baldur's Gate. I've got it with my VR headset and I'm just enthused at the moment for games. But Baldur's Gate was just like the cherry on the uh, cherry on the cake for me because it was just this experience I didn't expect. Listened to a couple of reviews, and as soon as I started seeing the actual physical reviews coming in, I was like, I have to get this game because it feels like it's transcended the uh, the genre that it's in or the two genres that it's kind of playing with, and it, it absolutely has like everything from the writing quality to the music to the like the graphic fidelity is brilliant on a PC, but I don't know what it'll be like on consoles when it comes out. But there's nothing about this game that doesn't ooze quality. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for people to play it. Maybe desperate. Well. Yeah. Maybe this is the game that that my, my PC finally plays. Because yeah, your wonderful PC's, PC yeah, that still yeah. hasn't played the game. Yeah, well, it's is more it than beefy? You got a beefy PC, yeah. It's got a beefy it's not PC. bad. Yeah. Look at that it's playing right. it down. You got like it's a right. seventy or something. Size. It's thirty-seven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you'll okay, play yeah. this quite nicely. Uh, so. um, but I toned down the settings on mine and moved it from ultra to hit high because my PC was screaming its head off. Yeah, And I was like, all right, I don't really need it to be as good looking as it is. And I barely even noticed, to be brutally honest, which, again, you know what I'm like. If I can, I'll be like fuming normally if that was any other game. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to go and buy a 3090 Ti or whatever and come back <laughs> and, and rock with it. But I was just like, you know what, I don't even care. I don't care that on Steam Deck it looks slightly worse. I don't care that it's X, Y, and Z. It's just entirely about the experience that I'm playing. Um, so. Please play this game. Please let me talk about it more people. You've sold it. And it it makes the game of the year the game of the year um, debate really interesting as well, doesn't it? Because it feels like incredible. The fact that we're in a year where Tears of the Kingdom is as game of the year is brought into question is is absolutely is crazy a crazy thought. And um, I think ultimately, I think less people are going to obviously less people are going to play this than Tears of the Kingdom. So I feel like an overall game of the year. category it may be less likely to win that but it also makes me think like starfield's coming out rpg rpg of the year like starfield's starfield's got a fucking heavy competition yeah. now i know it's like different it's fantasy and sci-fi but there's it's gonna be hard not to compare the depth it just puts a, pre- it puts a pressure on starfield even more like yeah but which and I'm, I'm, i think we're gonna come on to this but like it Starfield's already under a lot of pressure to deliver, and I think it will. But there's a, there's that seed of doubt that it might not, and I think it just and now this is just another bit of the it must in it. Mm. And I mean, I think to the reception this has got, and I think for for a studio to be out there to make a game like this and this amount of depth and this amount of care, um, and what's been in early access for a year and I know whatever like that 
comes with that, and that's is probably more polished in some games because of that. But I, I think just to see the deception to this game and it as it's just as, as you say, Dan, there's just so much love for it. Like I don't think it's just because of the breadth of experience that you can have and because of the absolute bizarreness of the experience you can have in some situations as well. It's just like I feel like I just need to try this and this is not a game that would ever probably like be one that I'm like, no, it's just not a game for me. But then there's been so many things recently that have not been for me. And it's as you say, like I have that total like it's my VR at the minute that makes me want to play games and I have that I want to when can I get that headset back on am I gonna but now I'm like I like I need to try this because I, I can't be spending all that time in a headset. I need no, to get that, back in the real that's world. What, that's what I'm enjoying about the um, I'm enjoying about the VR podcast. I mean, not not to uh, give you any more praise, but the 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 or to give that podcast any more praise because it gets it gets enough fucking praise, doesn't it? Um, but the, that's what that's what I'm enjoying about listening to the VR podcast because um, you can tell that you're all like genuinely enjoying these new experiences and like the it's the fun of like trying different games mm-hmm. and enjoying it. And like you, that, that definitely comes through because I've got no intention of buying a PSVR two, but I still listen to it. It's really enjoyable. But I'm excited to see what you, um, what you think, Dan, about that PSVR. Um, uh, but you said you were going to start your own new podcast, the PSVR two. So cross yeah, VR two. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> have to see with that one. Uh, just to piss them all off. And the, but... the Xbox version of this game as well, Baldur's Gate three. It's something to do with they can't get it running on Xbox it's Series S. You can't get this yeah. Skin co-op running in the Series Yeah, and they're not allowed to release it on one. Yeah. Um, which do you think? Do you think that's going to be an issue going forward? Because yeah. it's starting that's starting to rear its ugly head, isn't it? The little, the little, uh, the little engine that couldn't in the Series S. Yeah, it probably will, but oh, I don't know. So I probably just... not one to get into for now. <laughs> The final um, final point on Baldur's Gate 3 as well is just props against Larian. So the last games that they released, Divinity Original Sin, Divinity Original Sin 2, Baldur's Gate 3, they are bringing out bangers after bangers after bangers and purposefully just drip-feeding these absolute stellar games where they're refining their genre mm-hmm. better and better and better over time. Please, someone go and give them a Warhammer game. Please, someone go and give them Ooh, an IP yeah, and just completely reinvent an IP um, like they have done with Baldur's Gate 3. Um, go and give them something to work on alongside the next Divinity. You know, Presumably, that's where they're going to go next. But... Well, you look at the Middle-Earth games that are coming out, like Gollum was shite. Give oh, them God. fucking Middle-Earth. Oh, that clo- that closed the studio. It fucking yeah. did as well, yeah. But, I know. Yeah. My they God. Did, they, they were, yeah, we're not making games anymore in a bit. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> we, tried, we tried. He's yep, fucking done us. They deserved yep. it. Um, but yeah, like, please play Baldur's Gate three. I don't. I can't articulate as well as half the other. Go and listen to the IGN UK podcast. I think the last one that they spoke about, um, they articulated it brilliantly as to why this game is a must play. Um, all I would say from my own personal experience, I've not played a game that I've been even from an Elden Ring perspective because I love that game. Uh, all the way back to The Witcher 3. I can't even, I think this even trumps The Witcher 3 in terms of the quality of it and the way it gets you so engrossed immediately. Um, yeah, it's totally worth it. Definitely. Don't think definitely I'd ever hear, I don't think I ever thought I'd hear you say that. No, I don't think I've ever ever considered saying that about any other game. And, I, and you know how I've got a tattoo of Breath of the Wild on my leg, for fuck's sake. You know, that's how much I love that game, but it's not far off beating 
and get your character tattooed so over the top. Potentially get the Dan on there. Sex scene tattooed on you or something. I might just do that. You know, I've just only had one sex scene so far. Penis, like right down yeah. his back. Mm. Mm. Might just do. Well, I mean, that has been rumored. You know, from. Uh, or you could get a gate, or a boulder, a boulder's gate. <laughs> could do that. Don't know where I put it. I'm sure you've got ideas. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna whiz through our wow. topic. Of the, we're gonna whiz, we're gonna whiz through our gate of the week. Um, no, we're yeah. not. Uh, our topic of the week. So the remaining releases for 2023. We touched on this a couple of weeks back, where we kind of said what we excited for, and we had to kind of give one or two items. But um, there was quite a nice little list over on TechRadar.com that I wanted to kind of run through with you guys. Um, so we'll get right into the one that Alex alluded to. So Starfield, September sixth. There is a lot of pressure on this game now, I think, to perform, and I still think it will. Although Tim. I'm not going to chastise it if it, for me, is like a destiny. It's going to take maybe you know, three to six months to get it perfect. Um, you know, I think the the size and scope of that game, I personally will have. Um, I will I will personally be happy if that gets released and it isn't a ten out of ten, but over time becomes one. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm going into this with the same expectations I had. I tempered my expectations for Cyberpunk, and I really enjoyed Cyberpunk for what it was. I know I yeah. like these sorts of games, so I know I'm going to enjoy it. It's just, obviously, I'm not expecting it to be this blow-your-socks-off, um, like, next big leap, one small step for man, one giant leap for Bethesda, but obviously yeah. a lot of people are expecting it to be that, so um, we'll see. We'll see if it lives up to the to the hype, but I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it either way. Yeah, so the, the next game we've got, notably after that, is Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, I mean, I'm liking the fact that, you know, the aesthetic of it, and it feels uh, like return to the Assassin's Creed games that I personally enjoyed a lot more. However, eh. I'll you know play I mean? this. Cause I'll I, play I, it. I've loved the last three Assassin's Creed games. Like, I've just really, really enjoyed like from Origins on, is that four, three? I don't know. Um, so, like, I'm really looking forward to this, and for that being that smaller experience as well, I think that that's a big tick for okay. it being a smaller game. So that's mm. interesting. I think from it goes, but it reminds me of that Sonic meme. You know, the, uh, I want shorter <laughs> games with worse graphics, and I'm not joking. That like, I said, the graphics thing doesn't doesn't apply. But yeah, a shorter game experience is a refreshing one. Especially, I mean, we just talked about Baldur's Gate. I'm sure you could spend hundreds and hundreds of hours in that game. So it's nice to have these like shorter game experiences, and that yeah. you can actually finish for once in your life. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, a return to kind of like classic Assassin's Creed. But I was just a bit order Valhalla and it just didn't do anything new for me. It was quality too long. Was, yeah, quality it was gorgeous, like the game itself was stunning um, and the story was really encapsulating but just not enough to drive me through how long that game was. Um, but let's let's be positive over it. One that I, I really, I don't know why and I think I need to go and play Miles Morales uh, um, to, to kind of get myself a bit more hyped for, but I've got zero hype for Marvel or Spider-Man 2. I don't either, and I pre-ordered it, and I know I love it when yeah. I play it, but I, I'm not. I'm not sitting here going, "Oh my god, I can't wait for this to come out." I, I don't feel, know why. I'm, yeah, I'm the same as well. It feels like I, a Marvel I, I film. The first Spider-Man, but I have no like, and I like Spider-Man, but I haven't even got a fucking PS5 though, so I'm not. I can't even play it. <laughs> I was planning on. I was planning on robbing my brother's one to play it, but um, yeah, I'm the same as you. I'm sure it'll be good, but so many good games at the moment. I'm just kind of like not. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm just looking at these games going. Is it going to deliver an experience that I've had in the last couple of games that I've played? And I just don't don't think it will. It doesn't look like it's going to do anything different, unless you know, being drastically 
um surprised by you know some of the, the trailers that it shows and it hasn't shown as new mechanics or something i don't think it will i'd be no. shocked if it mm-hmm. does and that's it's fine because it'll sell bucket loads and kids will love this game and it's similar to like the arkham series where it didn't really have to change too much every time and i you know, don't really mind that but still just not not really excited at all for that game um october 20th super mario brothers wonder could be absolutely a 10 out of 10 could be a, a solid 8 out of 10 i think it's going to you know um going to be interesting to see where that lies i don't know what you <laughs> think at the moment it's definitely uh, day one for me it's the first it's the yeah. first 2d mario like proper 2d mario game since um new super mario brothers u um i think apart from if you if you don't count mario mario maker 2 um yeah i think what they're doing with the like the it reminds me of that you know if you played Crash Bandicoot Four and you can do the like the inverted versions of the levels and they have like weird and wonderful like visual elements or like different styles to it. It reminds me that it feels like they're doing something like that. So they're doing something different, and it's always good to play a little Mario side scroll. It's been too long since we've had one, so I'm looking forward to that definitely. I'm looking forward to playing it with the boy. I think he will like this. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to more than anything about it. I think he will yeah. love this. Yeah, I do love those those Mario experiences I've not had one I've not had an exclusive version of a game like that in ages because I just haven't owned Nintendo consoles for a while uh, other than the Switch so I'm quite excited to play that day one uh Modern Warfare 3 November 10th they just they just dropped a new trailer today that um Pusha T shared and it they <laughs> used um it was like someone getting re- released from prison I'm I haven't played the game so I'm guessing it's one of the characters okay from Modern Warfare yeah but they played, you know, the Pusha T song, just so you remember who you're dealing with. And he was coming out with it. Was, it was a sick trailer. I recommend okay. watching the trailer. I'll give that a go. Yeah. I just, you know what? I do like the Call of Duty games when I play them. I'm just, yeah, it's just a Call of Duty game, isn't it? Sad. Uh, okay, so then the games that we're getting in the remainder of August. So we've got 30XX uh, on Switch and PC. Don't know a lot of that. Atlas Fallen is out on August 10th. Moving out to August 15th. Vampire Survivors is on Switch on August 17th. Really excited by that. Um, although I've got a Steam Deck, so I don't know why I am. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, August 18th. Um, is that another kind of horror game? It's an multiplayer thing, yeah. So yeah, okay. pass. Uh, NFL 24, August 18th. Immortals of Avium, August 22nd. Blasphemous 2, Marky Marky is very excited about that. August 24th, Armour Core 6, um, Bandai Namco, ironically, their share prices have gone absolutely skyrocketed because that is coming out on everything, PS3, PC, PS5, Series X, NES, PS4, Xbox, you can get it on your fucking fridge, that's coming out on everything, you can get a mech on your fridge. Uh, sea of Stars, Alex, August 29th, that's one of your picks, isn't it, mate? It is indeed. That's coming out on everything as well. Uh, goodbye, Volcano High. Um We've we've liked the look of that, haven't we? Yeah, I'm sure. We've caught, we spoke about that. Um, it's been on a few state plays and stuff. Yeah, August twenty ninth, under the waves, August 29th as well, and then the full release of Baldur's Gate three is on August thirty first. I think that's PC moved just into September now. But... Is that September? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so September, <laughs> Baldur's Gate three full release. Uh, Room <laughs> Factory three special is on September fifth. Switching PC, Starfield. September 6th, Xbox Series X and S. Less than a month away. Not September long. 1st for early access. Mm-hmm. So. Not long, not long. Fae Farm, September 8th. Super Bomberman R2, September 13th. 
Uh, the Crew Motorfest, <laughs> September 14th. Mortal Kombat 1. That looks like a good game. Mortal Kombat 1 less than a month away as well. Yeah. yeah. I know. Did you see the um, the clips of EG, uh, not EGX, Evo? No. It looks really good. Do you it see the, really the, the character pass where it's got the guy from the boys in? Oh, yeah, Homeland. Oh, yeah. That's fucking yeah, sick. Yeah. yeah, that looks so and cool. And the, the guy from um, Invincible as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. J.K. Simmons' character yeah. from Invincible. That new cool. series has dropped as well, hasn't it? The new Invincible series. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. Is it good? Mate, watch that first season. Absolutely amazing. It. Amazon Prime, isn't it? Uh, the first episode, watch it. Text me after it. I'll watch and you'll it. be like, your jaw will hit the fucking floor towards the end of that. I loved it. Uh, Lies of P, September 19th. That's PS5, X, Series X, S, and PC. Uh, Witchfire, Early Access, September 20th. I've heard a few things about that. I need to look into it a little bit more. Now that I'm a PC gamer, guys. Uh, Party Animals, September 20th. Payday 3, September 21st. Mineko's Night Market on the 26th on Switch. That looks cool. Is it Mineko or Mineko? No, no. My Time at Sandrock, September 26th on PC. And then the Phantom Liberty Expansion, Cyberpunk 2077 is September 26th. Oh, yeah. That looks sick. I almost well. forgot about that. Yeah. Can't it, wait. Getting interest in it. Yeah. Bit of Luther. Uh, October 23, Disgaea 7, Vows of the Virtuous. I actually liked Disgaea 6, I think it was, that came out really early on the Switch. Can't remember, but I remember playing quite a bit of that with Pete. Uh, Silent Hope, October 3rd on Switch. Detective Pikachu Returns, allegedly, October 6th on Switch. That was something I completely forgot to say anything about before, by the way. That was also shown. Was that shown? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was shown it's in shown the Pokemon Presents. Um, yeah. Forza Motorsport, October 10th. Oh. Oi, oi. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Mirage, October 12th. Alan Wake 2, October 17th. Fucking October stacked. Endless yeah. Dungeon. Endless Dungeon, October 19th. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, October 20th. Marvel Spider-Man 2, October 20th. Just Dance 2024, October 24th. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, October 24th. City Skylines 2, another banger, October 24th. Alone in the Dark, October 25th. Um, bloody hell, the game, the year is stacked. <laughs> November 23, Star Ocean, the second story, R on the second. WarioWare Move It, November 3rd. Jumanji Wild Adventures, November, uh, Adventures, November 3rd. Like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who Raised His Name, November 5th, 9th, sorry. The Day Before, November 10th. Modern Warfare 3, November 10th. Super Mario RPG, November 17th. Persona 5 Tactica, November 17th. Biomutant on Switch, November 23rd. How <laughs> <What the laughs> was that slipped through? I didn't know that was coming out on Switch. Fucking hell. It should uh, be like that. And then the only two games that are announced at the moment for December 23, Dragon Quest Monsters Dark Prince. December 1st. And oh, that'd then, be a nice little, uh, little Christmas cracker, that. It could be, yeah. Uh, another mm. Christmas cracker, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. Oh, shit. December 7th, coming I out. I quite on like to P- play that. Hold on, coming out on the PS5, Series X, Series S, PC, and... Luna. Luna. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. To be fair, there's loads of TBC this year. I, I'm not going to go through it all, but like, nah, you've got the Final Fantasy loads still to fit in. Batman Arkham Trilogy is still rumoured. Scarlet and Violet, the, the DLC. I don't know if that got a date. September 13th. So for that's the first out of September. DLC, yeah. uh, Among Us VR 2023. That'll be fucking funny. Oh, that'll be hilarious. you got to do a video on that. We've got EA Sports FC coming as well. The new FIFA 
Um, oh wait, you can't call that. Um, there's loads on there. Uh, Homeworld yeah. three, that's still TBC for this year. Me- Metal Gear Solid Master Collection is fifty quid as well. Yeah. So what do, what do we what do we think? We we thinking that's more justified a, in the price? Is there a remaster? It, it has to got that? a few little bells and whistles, hasn't it? As well. Yeah, it's got it's the whole like that whole preser- preservation thing, like they did with what's the turtles one, and you've got all the Cowabunga uh, collection. Yeah, I think it's a bit yeah. more got all that kind of stuff in it. And we have got uh, another Middle Earth game, the Lord of the Rings Return oh, shit, to Moria. The, the dwarf, the dwarf shit. I'm, I'm, I'm getting this. You know? The dwarf. It looks It looks good. It looks good. Do you know what? I'm not. I'm not giving up faith. I'm not. I'm not giving up hope on the um, on Lord of the Rings games. I play Gollum <laughs> if it wasn't still like when Gollum goes to a tenor. I'm getting it. Oh god, yeah. I, um, you know that's going to be a laugh fiber but... at some point. Um, yeah. The developer is Free Range Games. What is their story? Let's have a quick look. What games have they released? They've released, oh, the Callista Protocol. They did Oddworld, Soulstorm, twenty twenty one. They did Rube Goldberg Workshop, twenty twenty three. Full developer for that. So they've worked on other, they've worked on other games, and they've worked on quite a few other things, um, which is quite interesting. Okay, interesting. See how that comes out, but hopefully um, some redemption for Lord of the Rings fans this year. But, I mean, things that are on there, like, obviously the, the kind of top ones that we mentioned before, you, um, Spider-Man, Starfield, Assassin's Creed, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, Modern Warfare 3. Is there anything else that particularly jumps out? This is a very strong year, is the one thing that I would say, alongside yeah. the, other, the other games that have been released. I mean, you've got Forza for me, because I love Forza. I love Forza. Like crew motorfest I've actually kind of watched that as well. I know I kind of slagged it off for being like a Forza Horizon um, rip off, but I still think there's something there to enjoy about it. Um, I think Vampire Survivors is going to be huge on Switch. Huge. Yeah, I agree. Like um, agree. and then Mortal Kombat One. Um, I don't know. I've enjoyed what I played the Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. Looks really cool. I'm a bit like. So, man, there's just too many games. Phantom Liberty, like Mario, City Skylines as well. Like that's going on Game Pass. The man who raised his name, the like a guy, like a dragon one, Mikirio coming back. Like the action game, yeah. like that looks really cool. So many fucking games. Like Hazard. I mean, I know many people say like this could be one of the best games we've had since what, like 2013 or something. Like, could this be one of the best years we've just ever had? Because yeah. it's non-stop. We still get honestly, it is. It definitely we, is. Like, hundred percent is. We get Gamescom in what two weeks? God knows what we're going to get out of that. So yeah, we're doing another direct at some point. You guarantee there's going to be a shadow drop within that. That's probably something substantial. We're going to start to see everything getting dripped for next year, and we know that Xbox have got probably five to six of their developers working on games that haven't been announced yet. Mm-hmm. Sony's the perfect same. Perfect Dark, more Perfect Dark, next year, do you reckon? Might be. No. Yeah, it might be the year nah. for year of Metroid. No, I Yeah, I think it's the year of Metroid, mate. I think you get more of that. Just as a note as well, Vampire Survivors is only 3 quid 59 and after the podcast last week and talking about it, and I think all of us have pushed over that game. Yeah. £3.59 for that kind of experience. It, believe me, it looks like shit, but it's... So well worth it. Well oh, worth it. it. 100%, especially on the Switch. Um, Ethan, I'm going to I'm gonna curb the quiz, mate, because we've been chatting for an hour and a half. Is that yeah, okay no with problem. you? I'll save it for a rainy day. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fine. Um, oh, do, you want, do you want one question? Should we give yes. you one question? One question right. would be wonderful. Well, one of, it, one of them was, um, you got you got to guess, is this a Pokemon 
or a drug. <laughs> Meth. I, I, stole, I stole this from Alex, um, who did the Net Switch Player podcast years ago. That this was his idea. Me, well, these are my own questions. <laughs> You've been on the Pokemon. I got, I got access to your um, Pokemon yeah. Sleep recordings, and that's the and the other thing. Yeah. Right. You ready? Yeah. Go for it. Tiger Sill. Doug. Sill at the end. It is a drug. Yeah, it's, it's a right. drug. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I had a one last question as well, fuck's sake. Uh, I would have one there. Yeah, I would have one there. I would have one there. I'll, uh, I'll put the questions in the uh, group chat maybe and they can all, they can all do it. That's a good idea. Group chat is patreon.com slash the crossplayers. Two quid. Get in the fucking WhatsApp group, please, and go and answer these questions. Um, Pokemon or drugs? Pokemon or drugs. That is the type <laughs> of high quality banter that you get as long as, uh, as well as a load of feet as well. Uh, th- thank you as ever for listening to all of our name ramblings and feet references this week uh, again like I mentioned I'm not going to plug the Patreon again but our social links are really easy to remember uh, just look for the cross players on pretty much every platform or Alex we've got our VR what do they need to look for for look, our VR cross button VR on oh, every platform fucking simple it's simple yeah. you put that in bush 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 you find your podcast, you listen to it, you have a laugh, you buy more games. Like, what more do you need? Like, it's just absolutely incredible. And um, what are you guys talking about? Or what did you speak about last week? And what have you got planned for this week? Can we have a this sneak preview? N- I mean, this week, the hot topic's a little bit of that PSVR 2 has no games. That that certainly seems to be the, the narrative again. So we're probably covering a lot about that. We're maybe having a little look at um, the... I can't remember what we're actually looking at. But <laughs> last, last week, enough. we were... Last week we talked, about the room. We, looked, we talked about the room VR and we are running a little competition, not competition, we've got a little next person who has a PSVR 2 who signs up for Patreon and gets a copy of the room VR. So Ooh, if that's not a 25 quid game, you can give us two quid, you get a copy of the room VR. There you go. So quite literally if you're listening to this and you haven't signed up yet, go on. If you can't, if you can, can only see 15 patrons, sign up for £2 and you get a £25 game for free. And then sounds like yeah. a deal for you. Well, well, done, stay with us, but you know, what you are loose? You are loose. Should say. I mean, the boys have hooked me up this time. So, oh, nice, nice. <laughs> we've we've been hooked up this that, time. We've got the game. Dan and Lewis appearance on the pod. Honestly, it, uh... sorry, I was going to say. Go on, I've got delay. Go on. Oh, I'm sorry, I've we lost them again. Oh, we lost them again. He looks quite funny. Oh, back. Oh, he's gone fuzzy. He looks. I'll just be quiet. Again, sixty-year-old man now because the internet's gone really weird. We still got you. You still there, Ethan? Talk to me, Ethan. Talk to me. Can you hear me? No. Okay. You're scaring me now. It's getting quite. It's like the ring. I don't know if he's going to come out the screen at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be fucking hell. Speaking of which, all of our wonderful patrons, of which Ethan is one, Ethan Hunt, uh, Nate Ellingsworth, Carl Hughes, Sean Hughes, Jason Frost, Sarah Perbrick, uh, Rebecca Rudrenov, Luke Cooper. Uh, Kevin Scully, Mark Hammond, Rune Storm, Phil Marshall, Lelina DeSoltos, Eamon McCauley, and Phil Henshaw. Thank you very much for supporting us. Uh, you are all, all wonderful people. Um, even if we don't know about the sins that you commit in your own homes, we think you're wonderful. Uh, Ethan, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. If you can hear me, I had a really good time. Always good to speak. You certainly can. I can hear you. Just about. Thank you for that. He had a wonderful time. It's okay. He did. Looks very happy. Looks happy. He's uh, uh, Alex. That was fun, mate. It was. It was, it was lovely. Good. Nice little threesome. 
you got your from you got your Pokemon name right as well. So there you go. You can and all my drugs. You do okay. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, bye everyone. Have a wonderful time. <laughs>